Hey, I'm Jackie Rogers, and this is the Weird Smart Podcast. This is a show about how one marketing agency blends crazy ideas with clever strategies to give businesses a truly unique edge. From local businesses to startups and beyond, you'll get a firsthand glimpse at how the Ware Stewart team approaches branding, marketing, strategy, and more. Let's get after it. In today's episode, we're getting into the wild, wild web. And today I couldn't think of anyone better to ask about this topic than the entire Where Stewart web team. Wes Childers, Chris Harrison, and Eric Odom have joined me today to talk about how to make your brand's website pop for the best results. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having us and welcome to my podcast. <laughs> I'm recording this. I hope that's okay. I think that's fine. I think oh, that's it's fine. an audio coup. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. All right. First question is going to go to Chris. Chris, how important is a website to an overall brand identity? It is very important. Um, it is the one thing that, that a company could control. Um, you don't have to rely on third parties as far as like social media platforms and whatnot. Um, so yeah, I don't know if Wes could add. Wes, do you have, Man, I have so add? much to add? Uh, no, I think, you know, what Chris has um, brought up is an important point. You know, uh, a website that you uh, control is important. Um, we're, you're not, we're not reliant on the ever shifting kind of winds of the rules for social media platforms and that type of thing. It also, um, gives you the ability to totally customize a user experience. So uh, depending on what the website's about, you know, it could be something as simple as a, you know, essentially a, a brochure type website that just lends your brand kind of credence in, in the, um, you know, in the, in the environment that you're operating, yeah, but it could also, you know, give you the opportunity to sell, um, you know, physical products, digital products, sell a service. Um, and you don't have, um, you're not limited by whatever the pl other platform that you might normally use. Pretty good. It's pretty good. So what kind of platforms, I guess, I'll, I'll ask that later. Eric, do you have anything to add? I agree with both gentlemen. <laughs> That's probably why, since they hired you. I figure I'm new enough where I should agree with both gentlemen. <laughs> um, all right. So this, this may be my millennial talking, but I'm certain that a business is not real if, if it doesn't have a website. I, I just don't believe in it. And I don't think that it's like, it's like, it's a pipe dream. Um, I might be dramatic, but, or it, it, I guess, am I being dramatic or is this a perspective that people commonly have like from an, from a user experience? Well, I am officially not a millennial, so I don't think it's just your millennial talking, but I would say that, you know, in, in, uh, looking into or researching any business or trying to research a topic of any kind, uh, I'm, very often going to turn to the internet first. And so for a business to have the opportunity to introduce themselves uh, to potential customers, um, I do think that it is absolutely essential that they have a presence of some kind on the web. Now that might be big or large, you know, big or small, um, but having something, some way to be found there, I think is essential. Yeah. I mean, I remember the days of just, you know, going into strip malls or the regular mall and going into each store to see if they had, you know, or even not only to see if they, they offered what you wanted. And this is just using stores as an example, you know, or even seeing what type of store they were, but now it's like, Oh, you can do all that work in a fraction of the time. And 
you know, if you're a business, I think it benefits you because you can reach a broader audience. Like you can, you can even start reaching an audience outside of your geographic location, depending on what services or goods you offer. Excellent. But you know, having said all that, also having a website, some businesses could feel a little more sketchy depending on the website that they have. Uh, if there's not enough information um, or they're not providing what people are looking for, it, it could make you want to look elsewhere to do business. Yeah. Yeah. Like if the website isn't easy to navigate or if it like, you know, I'll even say it, like if it's an ugly website, I probably won't click on it. Or, I mean, and nothing against using like the pre-built templates, but you, there are some businesses out there where you can tell they use a pre-built template and they didn't use all of it or they didn't turn off the unused parts. There's a lot of, you know, businesses selling lorem ipsum out there, it appears, <laughs> yeah. based on their website. Yeah, absolutely. I think the the level of professionalism of the business should be reflected in, in everything across the brand. And that definitely includes the website. I mean, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but I've definitely gone to you know, done research on businesses and, and, and gotten to a site and been like, well, yeah, I think I'm going to, you know, drop those out of contention for who I'm considering doing business with just based off of, um, either old or outdated information or just a lack of, you know, a, la a lack of information. So. I mean, I'll admit if the information is, seems old or outdated, or even the website seems outdated, I question like if that entity is still in business, like I'm not sure if they're open. So yeah, nope. I would take them out of the running too. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So I know we had a side conversation about this before we started um, recording, but I want to ask this again because I thought it was good dialogue. What do people need to do for their website to make it pop? First of all, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little triggered by the word pop. And I think I know, Eric has an opinion about this. Everybody buckle up. Make the logo bigger. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think, and this is not... I know people ask for it a lot of times. And I think a lot of it is they don't know what to ask for. So there's like empty buzzwords. Like they need a new website because their current one may not be doing what it needs to do or because their business or brand has grown or changed. But a lot of times it just comes down to like, oh, let's make it pop. Let's take it to the next level. And it's, it's empty in the fact that it doesn't really tell us what your needs are, you know? But then again, that's kind of what we do here is maybe find out what your needs are to figure out what you need. But I mean, but I, I've encountered people who are just like, Hey, I want to make my website pop. And they think like that is the instruction and just everything else is just, you know, you hit the pop button on your keyboard <laughs> right. and it generates a flashy website, but there's a lot more to it than that. You know, there, there has to be dialogue and we need to be on the same page, to, you know, to reach whatever goal you're trying to reach. Okay. Yeah, I think it's important if I could just interject there. I, I think it's important to ask, you know, when you're when you're when you're redesigning a site or creating a site for the first time, just ask what you want users to do when when they come to your website. I mean, you'd really be surprised. That's a question that always comes up in our um, kind of initial project kickoff process here uh, at Where Stewart. And, you know, it, it's it's surprising how often that is a hard question for a business to answer. Um, whether they don't have a good, uh, you know, obvious call to action that they could have a customer, um, you know, complete, um, you know, maybe they're not selling goods online. Maybe they don't, they're not really sure what they want somebody to do. Um, I think it can be very important to ask not only so we can help make sure that the website does that function, but also so that they, so that they are having an actual ask on the website. It's important for a business to ask a customer to do what they want them to do. You know, if you don't ask, you can't often get a response. This is a good question. Chris, 
How many questions are too many questions on a website to ask of your customers? Uh, I mean, you certainly don't want to overwhelm them. Um, you want to be as to the point as, as you can be. Um, whatever your goal is, you, you want to try to get to that. And does it matter what audience size this business has? Like if it's a new business or older business, are these kind of the same things that y'all workshop? I don't, I don't think you can oversimplify to be honest with you. I, I think, um, you know, it should be very clear. You have a very limited attention span on the web. Um, and we can often be blinded by kind of insider knowledge or just a misunderstanding of what people, what information they may already have before they ever get to your site. And so we encourage, you know, clients to really boil down and simplify their messaging so that it's very clear what you want a customer to do, what it is that you offer, um, who it is that you're serving. And, and that that's something that's very easy to digest and, and kind of understand right off the bat. You can always go into more detail, but like having a clear, simple explanation kind of upfront is important. I would say just being aware you have an audience might be a good start because I think some people just think a website needs to exist to talk about themselves rather than like talking to who you're trying to reach, you know, and it's maybe that's from the days of the blogs or even social media where it's like, this is a page where it's about you, but the website needs to accomplish a little more than that. So. And I think we've had side conversations about that too, because we've had similar experiences where we've worked with people who want to just show their, um, like their awards and honorable mentions and everything. And that's just the existence of the website. And that's supposed to attract customers. But the idea of a website is to give your users a good experience with your business. So they'll want to continue to shop with you and maybe even become brand advocates. I I think of it as a date. Like don't spend the entire time talking about yourself. Like show some interest in me, show me why you're good for me. And you know, if your website can do that, then that's, that's great. It's like, like have a personality, you know? Cool. So besides, um, besides functionality, what are some key elements users look for in a website before they decide they can trust the business and give that to Wes? All right. Well, we touched on that a little bit. I mean, I think, I think having up-to-date relevant information, um, you know, one thing that we do with a lot of our clients who are in the more of a service-based industry, whether that's, you know, someone in the medical field, a, a dentist, a doctor, you know, um, Yeah, we work with a lot of uh, real estate, you know, type related businesses, but having some testimonials from, you know, satisfied customers is something that I think can help um, kind of give you some brand reputation. Um, You may see some recognizable faces if you're in kind of a a geographical area where you might recognize other, you know, prominent people in the area. Um, Does that answer your question? It does answer my question. I I would also like to think that, as long if the information on your website, not only being current, but it has to exist. Like if I click on a, a link and there's a coming soon or under construction page, you know, uh, it's not 1993. I don't know why you would need an under construction page, but I've come across websites where they seem completely built. It's for, you know, it's a full website, but after so many clicks of leading nowhere, or it's like, oh, this page isn't ready yet. So, well, that page isn't ready yet. Then neither is that menu button. You know, that doesn't need to exist to some degree. Now, I mean, there are some instances where if you're, you know, if there's something new coming out or if you're a new business and you just need a splash page to to announce your presence, that's understandable. But if I click through enough of your website and it is still being built while I'm using it, um, I'm not sure I trust your brand that much. Or maybe it's like you have some steps out of order, I think. So what, 
maybe are like some natural steps on a website where like, you know, let's say somebody comes to the website and they're just trying to learn about the brand or whatever. What are some like key things that they might be looking for in that website to learn more about the business? I think step one, tell them who you, you know, who you are, what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I shouldn't have to go through multiple, you know, shouldn't have to do like extensive research to learn exactly what your business is. Yeah. No. Sometimes that information can get buried. You know, it's like about pages and blog pages and contact us pages. And like all those things have a purpose, but that's the point. Like each of these sections on your website need to have a purpose. It's not just. Yeah. Like if your business tagline is like creating satisfied customers, that's great. Please let me know how and who your customers are that you can't just, you know, let me know you're creating satisfied customers. Unless you're into cloning, like human cloning, maybe that's, that's understandable for a tagline. Do we have a favorite website out there that does it really well? I'm putting you all on the spot. A favorite website? Wearsteward.com. <laughs> Excellent plug. Chris gets a raise. <laughs> Take the rest of the day off. <laughs> so one that just like sticks out, that you visit time and again, just because it's enjoyable. I'm sure I use Google like just tens, if not a hundred times a day you know, any kind of question that pops up and we do research that way. Um, I think the reason that Google's popular is because it works how you would expect it to work. Now they've done a lot of things over time to make that happen, but the fact that I can have a question and I don't have to word that question in some magical way, I can just ask the question and I'm going to get very likely on that first page, um, you know, some, some good relevant information that points me in the right direction of answering that question or finding what I'm looking for or shopping for what I'm looking for. I think that's kind of pretty magical if you think about it. I mean, I was around in the early days of the web and the search engines didn't really exist. You know, Yahoo at first was a directory of websites. There were so few websites that they were just sorted into categories and listed on pages. And so the fact that now you have all that kind of information at your fingertips, that's, you know, I would have to say, and I don't think about that as a favorite website, but I do use it probably more than than anything else. So. Yeah, that's a good point. Do you remember Ask Jeeves? I do. Is Jeeves still around or did he I, retire? I think he's in like a old folks home somewhere. Mm-hmm. He's hanging with Mr. Belvedere now. You probably don't get that reference. Do you? I know the name, yeah. but I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just so much younger. Oh, that kind of, that kind of hurts. I think we're done here, man. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go yet. I've got one more question. Well, go ahead, young lady. <laughs> Thank you. Ask your, Thank you. Your I, I'm not going to call you an old man. So, all right. So if a business is looking to expand its brand awareness, for example, how would a fresh website aid in this effort? If I say TikTok, would that be a current reference? (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) Tide pods. (laughs) Visco girl. Um, Please don't eat Tide pods, audience. Could you repeat the question? Yeah. Um, And maybe, maybe I could take this a step back a little bit. So what, like, what is the shelf life of a website? What, um, like how long does someone, will a website last a business before it needs to be refreshed in any way? I mean, I, I think back in the day, you, agencies would tell people that, you know, you know, you should be doing something with it every six months or every year and a half, whatever. I mean, as long as you're doing stuff with it and giving people a reason to come back, I mean, a, a website can last a while, um, you know, places like Facebook, 
you know, they're constantly iterating, they're constantly changing and frustrating your users, you know, and, and they're, they're doing things, um, just to do it because they can, um, a lot of people don't have that luxury. so, I mean, it, it really can last you a while. I would, I would say it might depend on the business. Like if your business changes or evolves and your website should change too. Other than that, I would even look at it like just your physical business where, you know, at some point you might realize your lobby is stuck in the nineties and might need a refresh. If you look at your website and it seems outdated, then it may need a refresh. But even then, you know, it's not just make it pop. It's like, let's not just look at giving it a makeover. Let's what, what else needs to be updated? Does the content need to be updated? Does just the layout, the structure, you know, I know this movie is problematic in hindsight, but like, she's all that only works because Lainey Boggs is a good person before the, before the makeover. So like, you know, if your website was bad before and all you do is, you know, make it pop, it's still bad. You'd, you might need, you know, some personality, a little restructuring. Sorry, that was a little veered off. A but. very deep cut on the Lainey Boggs trivia. Couldn't have in a million <laughs> years told you that actress's name, but I'm impressed. I want you on my trivia um, team. Lainey Boggs was the name of the character. Oh, okay. Thank you. Okay. All so right. I was going to correct you with the name of the actress, but I can't remember now. So. Okay. Well. I'm sorry. I'm just like, I'm thinking of Freddie Prince Jr.'s um, smolder right now. I need to come back to the conversation. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so this is the last question I have um, because I feel like this kind of gets jumbled up and, and it could just be like my naivete with websites. You kind of want it to do a few things. You want it to like help with brand awareness. You want it to keep, you know, visitors on there for a certain amount of time. You want it to make sales for you. How do you figure out the balance of these like major goals for websites? Like what are some steps that people can take to figure this out? So I think by intuition, some business owners are going to have an idea of what they, like we talked about earlier, like mm -hmm. what, what they want potential customers to do. We know that a lot of websites are going to be used, if nothing else, for somebody to reach out and find some type of contact information, either an email address or an address, a physical address or a phone number, some way to get in touch with a business. The other thing that we can do is by using some analytics kind of as a website lives and breathes and as it gets used, we can take a look at data and see what types of searches people have been using to find the website. We can look at what types of searches people are using on the site, what information um, they're looking for often, what information they might have a hard time finding. And that's one of the things that we can use to make sure that that website lives and grows and becomes more valuable and usable and um, just is, is a better resource over time. And that's something that if you're not looking at, you know, Eric talked a minute ago about how long should a, a website you know, last and, and what should be there. That's a good way to, without reinventing the wheel, that you can make sure that the content is actually what somebody's looking for over time. Yeah. And that's a really good way to check in with your customers too. And with your users, really, just to see what they're engaging with most on your website and what draws them in and what they actually spend time on and what they buy. Um, and that's really, not, I think that's a really important piece of information is to pay attention to your analytics because, you know, people can get so caught up on the look and feel of it. And it is an important part of, you know, your website, but ultimately you want to make sure like it doesn't just like look good. It's functioning the way it's supposed to, and it's driving your users to do what you need it to do. This is a great conversation. I felt like you were going to say that regardless of how this turned out. 
It's true. Because you're it's just my, nice like that. Thank you. It's on this piece of paper. It's the first time actually. that Eric has ever called me nice. I, I, yeah, but would you like me to read the closing? Us, I mean, if you could. Yeah, I, I would feel the same way if I was talking to me too. You know, I mean, given everyone else in the office you've had to interview, if you had to pick a favorite group of three Web or designers more, and developers, yeah, of three or more you've interviewed, who would that be? It obviously be the web team oh. at Ware Stewart. You really shouldn't have. We're blushing. You, I, I know this. It's because I said your name's right. <laughs> True. <laughs> at least the second time around. Third time's a charm. All right. Well, this was a great conversation. I'm really glad you guys got to come on and talk with me for a bit about websites and branding. I like how we got to come talk with you and it wasn't you talking with us. I feel that is also a delight. Here's the thing. Nobody who's listening to the podcast can see my throne like you guys do right now. Thanks everybody for listening today. If you want to catch up with the web team or see anything that they have done, I've added some links to the bio here. Um, and one of those is google.com. That's G O O G L E dot C O M. We hyperlinked it. So you don't have to copy and paste this because we're futuristic like that. Um, okay. Thank you all for listening. I hope you have a great day. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Weird Smart Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our channel for the latest episodes and offerings and follow all that's happening at Where Stewart. See you next time.